Welcome to the Build Your Own Table podcast. I'm your host, Nakia Gray, intellectual property attorney, business coach, author, wife, momager, and biz bestie. I know that creating and leveraging intellectual property is how the wealthiest people in the world acquired their wealth, and I believe it's how you should too. This podcast is dedicated to inspiring and motivating women, particularly women of color, to tap into their own creative genius and use it to create, protect, and monetize their intellectual property so they can build wealth through entrepreneurship. My guests and I are going to share our stories of how we got tired of waiting for someone to give us a seat at the table, so we built our own. If you're tired of shrinking to fit into spaces that weren't designed for you, you're in the right place. Welcome to the show. Just in case you have not met me before, I am Nakia Gray, and I am a business and intellectual property attorney for entrepreneurs, and I'm super excited for this special series that I'm doing. Um, So Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, this is Tales from the Crypt, okay? So this is everything that you need to know to make sure that your business does not end up in the business graveyard, okay? So I actually, um, I got started in doing this um, work, you know, being an online attorney for entrepreneurs in 2014. And back then when I first got started, we were all fairly new to being online, right? I, I mean, if I'm being honest, I didn't come online to be to be a lawyer. I honestly was just looking to start an online business. It was really um, the new thing, right? Like people were starting these online businesses. And so I was like, okay, I need to be a part of this. I am tired of litigating, tired of going to court. I really want to have the freedom to work online and be, you know, work from wherever. So it wasn't until I signed up for Marie Forleo's B School and I was in B School about halfway through and all these people that had these online businesses were having all kinds of legal issues. And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. That's how I can, that can be my business, right? Like I can be a lawyer for them because clearly they don't know what they're doing. They don't know about LLCs. They don't know about contracts. They don't know how to protect their content. They don't really understand IP. And that's really how I got started. So way back then, people really didn't know a lot about, you know, contracts and, and what it was that they needed. And so Um, Fast forward to 2022, people are pretty sure about contracts. They understand contracts. They understand that we need them in our businesses, even as online entrepreneurs. So today's tale is all about contracts. This is, these are contract tales that we are going to share today. Now, let me start by saying I am an attorney. I am very professional and I take my license very seriously. So everything that I am sharing with you is not about any specific person whose name that I'm saying, okay? So names have been changed. Some of the facts have been changed just to keep with the integrity of my clients and keeping things confidential, but also sharing the story. And all of them have given me permission to do that just so that it can help you out and make sure that you don't end up in that same space. So that's my look. What I just did, there was a disclaimer, by the way. So make sure that you take note to doing that. That's the disclaimer um, for this, okay? So the first tale that I'm gonna tell you about two friends. We're going to call them Lucy and Ethel. Okay. So two friends, both Lucy and Ethel are very successful coaches. They're in the same industry, you know, closely related. I would say distant cousins. They don't do the exact same thing, but they certainly serve the same audience. So they decided that they would come together and create, collaborate to create a digital course. Now, collaboration 
partnering with someone who's already got your audience, always a great idea, right? Because you're leveraging someone else's audience. That's a great way to get you in front of someone else and also to serve your audience by giving them something that you don't necessarily offer, but could be very useful to them in their life, their business, on their fitness journey or whatever your industry is. So they come together. They do have a contract, which is great. Now, let me also start by saying all this happened before I came into the picture, okay? I was not a part of the actual coming together to do the collaboration. So in their contract, they were doing everything 50-50. Um, each of them were bringing, you know, something to the table and they were going to share in, um, in the profits. Well, as you can imagine, things didn't go exactly the way that they had planned. And so the client that ended up hiring me was Lucy. And so Lucy's issue was that there was starting to be a dispute uh, there was a cease and desist letter that was sent to them from an attorney who claimed that this content that they had that was provided by Ethel was that attorney's client's content and that Ethel had stolen it and did not have the permission um, to use it. And so um, that attorney was making a demand for payment and all of this stuff. So this is when, um, when Lucy comes to me. So Lucy's position to me was, that's crazy. I shouldn't have to pay for this. That should be all on Ethel. That should come out of her share of the profits. I didn't do it, blah, 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 blah. I'm innocent. And she's got all this, right? So I said, okay, well, um, and let me be clear. I never represented, I did not represent Lucy and Ethel against the attorney. So they had a, a had, they had an attorney that was responding on behalf of the two of them to the other person. So that was not what I was hired for. Lucy hired me because she wanted to to go after Ethel and basically say, you know, I came into this partnership with clean hands. I did not know that this content was not something that she owned and blah, blah, blah. So of course I had to say, okay, well, let me see the contract. What does the contract actually say? So here were, here were some of the mistakes that were in their contract. And I see this a lot. Okay. A lot of times we are so focused on just getting the deal done and we're excited and we're getting the contract, we're getting the business. Someone's hiring us, we're partnering with someone, we're, we're focused on making sure that all of that stuff is there. The part that people don't like to think about until later is what happens if something goes wrong? Play the what if game, right? Okay, so what if you know, you're partnering with someone and they don't pull their weight, they're not doing what they're supposed to do. Should they still get 50%? Of course, in your mind, you think that they shouldn't, but it doesn't really matter. And that was a hard conversation that I had to have with Lucy. It doesn't really matter what she thinks is fair. What matters is what the contract says, right? And so um, I really want to stress to, to people, um, it's great. I'm excited that we're all ex excited about contracts. I'm excited that, you know, tons of lawyers are now selling contract templates and drafting contracts for business owners. And people aren't just going into these agreements with no contract at all. But I'm here to tell you that ain't enough. Okay. It's not enough just to have a contract. You need to understand it. You need to negotiate it. You need to go in there and say, okay, wait a minute. This says this, what happens if this, right? And so um, where Lucy wanted to just pay for the attorney and pay for these legal expenses out of Ethel's share, the contract didn't allow her to do that okay the other part about it that was difficult for her um you know part of this tough conversation that i had to have with her is that there was no dispute resolution clause right that's a very important clause that should be in every single contract so basically we're saying this is what we're agreeing to this is what you do this is what i do it has all that information but there is a clause that says if we can't agree on something 
if there's a misunderstanding, if there's a miscommunication, here's how we resolve that. And so when you don't have that, now you're just trying, right? You know, you, you don't have um, the ability to say, let's go to mediation. Let's go to arbitration. Let's go to court. If we're going to court, what court are we going to, right? Because a lot of times, especially with us all doing business um, online, we're, we're all working from, with people from different places. Like I may live here and I might, and some might, I live in, in, in the DC area, but I've, I've trade my clients internationally. I've trade my clients that aren't even in the US, right? So someone could be California, they could be any place. If something happens, okay, how, how do we resolve it? How do we get to the resolution? And so that was very, very important. Okay, so, so, one, so the lesson from this tale is to be, is to be very clear on clauses understand plan for the worst right i always say it's all good till it ain't that's with every relationship that's with every business transaction that's with every everything it's all good till it ain't and so when it ain't good no more how do we legally come out of it with the least exposure the least liability and the least money out of your pocket right that's what your goal is and con solid contracts will get you there but they only get you there if you understand them and you understand how to negotiate them a lot of times people don't really understand all of that, okay? So tale number two from the crypt on our Tales of Contract on day one of our Tales from the Crypt is all about Monica, okay? Monica is a publicist. She runs a PR agency. She is very good at what she does, okay? She is, she knows how to get publicity for her clients. She is very well-versed. She's experienced, she's very um, respected in the industry, all things clicking on all cylinders, okay? Monica is top tier. So Monica has within her, um, her agency, she runs a PR agency, within her agency, she has a minimum. If you wanna work with her, it's a minimum of 90 days because she doesn't feel that she can deliver um, results for people in anything shorter than that. So you have to commit to at least 90 days. So this client um, comes to hire Monica and is, and has you know read all the testimonials, has been on Monica's website, and is sure that Monica is the publicist for her. Okay, and so this client says, you know what, Monica, I know that I um you know want to use you. I know that this is going to be a great relationship. I want to sign for a year. I don't want to just do um, three months because there's so much that I want you to do. Can you do a special package for me? Let's do um, a 12 month. So Monica's like, sure, great, let's do that. Monica makes a custom package for this client. And Monica normally has like an onboarding uh, fee that she charges because she's got to like get people's assets together. What are, their, what are their brand assets? Do they have a one sheet? All of those things. And so she charges a flat fee for that, um, a couple thousand dollars. So Monica says, well, hey, if you're signing on for a year, I'm going to waive that. I'm not even going to charge you that. We're just going to do the monthly um, payments. So they sign the contract, moving on, okay? Four months in, client says, mm, you know what? I don't really think that I want to do this anymore. I'm going to just hire someone in-house. And so I don't want to spend this money that I'm paying to you, Monica. I could just hire someone inside to do it. And so Monica's con Monica has done the right thing, right? She's got a contract. She's got a contract that says there are no refunds. And she says that you can't you know, um, it doesn't say anything about termination, okay? So this is the other lesson. And I see this, it's not a week that goes by that I don't see this happening, okay? Everyone wants to have these contracts and these no refund policies. Fine, you can have it. But what about early termination? What about cancellation? What if I don't wanna do it anymore? 
what if they don't want to do it anymore? I'm not asking for a refund. So your contract has addressed a refund, but it doesn't say anything about me not paying you fully what I, what this contract says, right? And so that's the part that people are missing. And so there's so many disputes happening behind that. And I, I could I could honestly do a whole day just on that topic because there's so many other pieces that come with that, right? Because at the end of the day, does Monica really want to force this person to finish out? How awkward is that client relationship going to be if somebody doesn't want to work with you, but you're forcing them to continue? So I am not a proponent and very seldom do I ever advise my clients when I'm drafting contracts for them to have a no cancellation policy. As service providers, especially when you're providing personal services, the relationship and the integrity of the relationship is contingent upon how your client views you and the mutual respect that you have for one another. For me, in my business, if you don't want to work with me, trust me, I don't want to work with you. I am not forcing anybody to work with me. And so, and I advise you to do that the same. If someone genuinely doesn't want, if it's not working, we, there are things that we can put into place. There's lots of things that we can put in place in that contract to ensure that your, your profits are protected and, and, and so forth. But you, you don't want to necessarily just say there's no, especially for those, I see this a lot in the coaching industry where people have these one-year programs, 18-month programs. So you're telling somebody that they're glued to the hip to you for all this time. Your, your contract doesn't mention that. It doesn't say that. It says no refunds. But we have something in the law called unjust enrichment, okay? And unjust enrichment means basically that one party in a contract um, benefits way more in an unjust way because they benefited with, without doing the work. Right. And so that is you you really have to steer clear of that. And that is what this kind of feels like when you have a no refund policy that basically says someone can't. It doesn't say whether they can terminate or not. But when you do have that kind of language, that's what you run into run a risk of. Right. Aside from all of that, my concern more so than anything is always in your brand. Right. So if you then in this relationship in a very hostile way then what does that person do? They go on TikTok, they go on Snapchat, they go on Instagram, they go on Facebook, they go on Yelp, they go on Google, they go every which way, kind of way they can possibly go and they are going to blast the heck out of you, right? They are going to blast the heck out of you. Why? Because they know that that's going to just make your life even worse. So not only are you losing the money that you thought you were getting under this contract, Worse than that is the other people that are watching that were thinking about working with you that see this and say, oh, I don't know about that. I think I might reconsider or I'm not going to work with them. And so um, one of the things that I always recommend whenever you have a relationship that goes south like that is to have a is to sign a contract termination agreement. This agreement, um, I did, ton, I was doing them like pancakes, <laughs> like I was making pancakes during the pandemic, right? Because uh, especially in the wedding industry events and things like that. So basically that agreement is saying we're agreeing. We had an agreement that said we were going to be together for six months, 12 months, whatever, or for this wedding or whatever it is that you were hired for, but we are agreeing to terminate that, go our separate ways. And here are the new terms of our relationship. And one of the things that I put in every single one of those deals with them not being, the, the client, not being able to go and tell anybody that you did this, 
or because that that also compromises your integrity of your policies or that they can't go and just blast you all over the place. Okay, so we want to make sure that we're dealing with how to refund people if we're going to do a refund, if we're not refunding, but we are relieving them of their obligation of the future payments that they have under that contract. Um, what can they say? What can they not say? All of that stuff. We want to tie up that loose end because if not, if you leave the original contract in place and you're no longer delivering the services, technically you're in breach, right? Because if, if I'm supposed to, if Monica is supposed to deliver PR services and she's no longer doing that, what's the, what's the resolution there? So we definitely want to have that. Okay. So that's tale number two is to plan for the worst. <laughs> okay. And dealing with contracts, have your contracts. Yes. I want you to do that, but I want you to also think about what happens when it goes south, what can go wrong and how can we plan for that upfront? Okay. Next up is tale number three. This one comes up a lot as well. And so this is where we've got, a, my client hires a, a web designer, a very um, reputable web designer company to do their website. And they've got a contract and the client signs the contract, doesn't really read it. So here's the thing that I've seen. This is another change that I've seen happening since I started in 2014, right? And it's because we're all using contracts. So you might be very, you know, you're on top of your stuff, right? You are working with an attorney like Nakia Gray, or you're in my Locked and Lawyer program, or you've got, you've purchased contract templates from my website. So you have solid contracts for when you are sending them out to somebody, when you are, um, when your clients are hiring you, right? Your website has that, you have, you're selling your products and services, you're, you're on point, right? You're 10 out of 10. But as business owners, we are all also doing business with other people, right? So I'm hiring web designers, I'm hiring photographers, I'm hiring accountants, I'm hiring people to, you know, work with me. I'm, I'm working with other people as well. And so, hey, Nicole. And so what happens when I'm working with other people is they're sending me their contract, right? So as a business owner, you have two obligations. You have one obligation to make sure that your contracts are solid. And then you have another obligation to make sure that you are freaking reading and understanding the contracts that you're getting. Because guess what? You might be on top of it because you're working with Nakia, right? You're working with Nakia. So you know your contract is solid when you send it out. But not everybody's working with Nakia. They should be, but they're not, okay? So this other person is, they got their contract off the internet. Who knows where they got their contract? And they're sending it to you. And you think you don't have any power to review it and ask them to change things, explain things, take this out, put this in, and you absolutely do, okay? So that is um, what happened in this, in this case with my client who hired somebody to do her website. There were all kinds of clauses about the ownership of the website and about changes that did not benefit my client at all. My client wasn't gonna, you know, my client's pay, paying, you know, a lot of my thousands and thousands of dollars for a website that they are not gonna own. Now, and if you are okay with that, that's one thing. But if you didn't know that, that is, that's not good, okay? So as a business owner, you have an obligation to not only draft and have the right contracts within your business, you also need to make sure that you are not signing contracts that aren't, that you don't understand or that have clauses that are just, I, I, I can't even tell y'all the crazy things that I've seen. I had a saying what's similar to this with a videographer. My client had booked a video shoot and this videographer had sent this contract and the contract said that the videographer was going to own all the videos. And I said to my client, did you know that? Oh no, it says that. Yes, 
That's what it says. So when I reached out to the videographer to say, um, I don't think you really meant this because you it, it was there were other parts of the contract that led me to believe that the, the videographer didn't really mean that, right? The videographer didn't really think that they were gonna do these videos. The client was going to pay them and the and the and the videographer would still own it. There was a transfer of ownership, but it there was it was conflicting information. So when I brought it to the attention of the videographer, you know what the videographer said to me? Oh, that's in there. Oh, I know. I just got that from somebody else. That's what people are out here doing, y'all. <laughs> okay. So not everybody is on the up and up like you are. So as a business owner, get very familiar with clauses and contracts. I know you didn't go to law school, you went to school or training or whatever it is that you do for whatever you do in your field, but it is so important in life, even in life, honestly, in, in life and in business for you to understand contracts. Don't be afraid of them. Don't, don't feel uncomfortable. Don't feel forced to sign something without reviewing it or, or having someone to review it for you. Anybody that presents you with a contract and gets upset or doesn't want to allow you time to review it, they're not for you anyway, okay? That means they're probably doing something a little bit underhanded. So we, we're not going to deal with that, okay? And so um, that, those, are the, those are three tales from our Tales from the Crypt. So making sure that we're planning for the worst and, and, and planning for, you know, how disputes are going to be resolved. What, are we, what does the contract actually say? Making sure that we understand the clauses. You know, what does this actually say? What does this actually mean? What are our options, right? Um, sometimes you might get a contract that says one thing and in your gut, you kind of feel like, well, that doesn't seem right, but you don't actually know what it should say instead, right? Guess what? I got the answer for that, okay? So um, you may know that I have a signature program. It's called Legally Locked In. I launched it last year. It is the only legal program that you will ever need because it literally addresses every single thing, every single piece that you need to run your business. So because the law is constantly changing, because I have tales like this and I have clients and I see all these different things happening, it changes constantly, right? And so right now I am about to, this is one year later, we released it in November of 2021. I am releasing an updated, way more improved, updated version of it in November. And because of that update, the price is going up $1,000. Now, one of the most valuable pieces that I am adding to it, because I have seen how important this is, is what I'm calling a glossary, right? Okay, that's a word that I made up and I'm all excited about. And the glossary is the legally locked in glossary that I have created is a glossary of contract terms. It's a glossary of contract clauses with explanations and options so that if you are presented with a contract and it says this, you can look in the glossary to find out what the heck that means in real English, right? Because that's the thing I think that a lot of people um, get stressed out about is that they see it and they're like, oh, what does that even say? I don't even really know what that means. And so mine is, is really, you know, translation <laughs> into English, right? That's what the glossary is going to do for you. And I also will have in the glossary, if it says this and you don't want that, you want this instead, here is the clause that you want to send back to them to say, change paragraph 12 to say this, right? So that way you feel empowered and you understand the power of negotiation, right? So within Legally Locked In, we've got everything that you need from entities, um, DIY copywriting, DIY trademarking, all of that stuff that's extra and is on top. In addition to that, there are over 15 contract templates that I drafted 
and I have um, prepared them for you for every situation. So hiring somebody to do your website, hiring a freelancer to do your logo, hiring a virtual assistant, bringing on an independent contractor, having your client services, selling things on your website. If you're selling digital products or a, a coaching program, or if you're selling um, a membership or an ebook, whatever you're, it is that you're selling on your website, there are contracts in terms and conditions for every one of those. If you're running a website, there are contracts that you need to have on your website. There are disclaimers. Y'all heard me give a disclaimer at the beginning of this live. So understanding what all of those pieces are, I've got you covered with all of that inside Legally Locked In. Okay. So you've got everything that you need to not be in this graveyard that my clients found themselves in with these contract issues, because we've got a whole section on contracts with tons of contracts for you explanations and the brand new glossary. Oh, and inside the contract section of Legally Locked In, we have the contract termination agreement that I spoke about that's so important. If you are ending a relationship with a client, do not just end it without having them sign a, a contract termination agreement. Your brand deserves protection and that is how you do it, right? That's why we don't hear nobody saying nothing crazy about Beyonce. Do y'all think Beyonce hasn't had to fire people or terminate relationships? Of course she has, but we don't hear nothing about it. Why? Because there are clauses for that. <laughs> there are all kinds of confidentiality and um, NDA clauses and all of that stuff you can have inside of Legally Locked In, okay? So um, you've got all of that contact in it, all of that content. In addition to that, another big change that I made. So last year when we first released it, we would have special bonuses of giving people additional support. I have now taken that away and just made it available to everyone. So inside the program, you, it comes with built-in support. What do I mean by support? So if you pay in full for the program, then you will get an accountability coach. That is someone from my team is going to meet with you bi-weekly to check in, see where you are, how things are going. Um, are you getting stuck? Do you need help? Is there something that you need help from the legal team on? All of that kind of stuff, right? So you've got built-in accountability. And then we have built-in support. So every month, my Locked In Lawyer membership, um, we get together once a month and we have what we call office hours. This is such a great time because people come together, they're sharing things that are going on in their businesses. And I like to say to people, I don't want you trying to think of what the legal issues are. Just tell me what's going on. Who are you partnering with? What are you doing? What are you launching? And I can identify what the legal issues are, answer those questions for you and direct you to the content or the resource inside Legally Locked In that you need to make sure that you are doing. The members enjoy this so much. And so I am extending that to the Legally Locked In um, purchaser. So if you purchase Legally Locked In for 90 days, you will come once a month. So that's three office hour sessions that you get. Plus if you pay in full, you have the accountability built in. So uh, those are some of the additions. Another addition that we added is the plan for the unexpected. There's a book, uh, a guide that I wrote back in 2016 that really dealt with, and it became more prevalent after COVID um, with what happens if something happens to you. You know, so many of us, our businesses are so automated. We've got our, um, our, our payments are being, you know, automatically taken out from clients. We've got um, our social media is automatically scheduled. Well, if something happens to you today, who steps in to stop the automations? What messages are going out on social media? How are you communicating with clients? All of these things, um, if something unexpected happens to you, or if you just have to step away, you know, maybe you don't pass away, but maybe you, you know, you have um, a, a, to, to care for a family member or something like that. 
helping you to figure out how do we keep your business going? That's a part of protecting your business, right? You've invested in, in starting this build business and building it. So you don't want to just let it all go down in one second because something you didn't plan for the unexpected. So the planning for the unexpected is a new section that I've added as a bonus as well inside of Legally Locked In. Okay, so you've got contracts, you've got entities, You've got all of the stuff that you need for your website. You've got a step-by-step -step process for copywriting and protecting your content. You've got a step-by-step -step process for, for trademarking your business and trademarking your brand. And my trademark training is amazing, by the way. Check out the reviews on that. Um, it is the best on the market. And, um, and you've got the plan for the unexpected. And then an, an additional bonus that we have for our pay in full um, purchasers is a licensing program. So I teach you how to, to license. And it without having the issues that Lucy and Ethel had, right? In terms of coming together and licensing. Um, that has been something that's been such a game changer for me in leveraging my IP and, and really licensing my content to other people has been an amazing way that I have benefited financially. And so I want you to understand how to do that and how to, you know, you're, you're creating all this great content. Your audience has already said it's great and they love it. How can we leverage that and let you make money in your sleep by licensing it to someone else? We've got a licensing program for that. Okay. So go to getlegallylockedin.com. All of the information that I just shared is there along with tons of other questions. If you have questions about it, um, you will have until November 1st, 11.59, Halloween night, okay, to purchase it at today's price. The pay in full price is $14.97. If you need a payment plan, we do have that as well. You can make three payments of $5.50, okay? The price will be, and I promise you that I'm not changing this, the price will be $24.97 at 12 o'clock midnight on November 1st. This is not going to go down. It's only going to go up from here. Um, every single piece is worth way more than the price of the whole, to be honest with you. This, this is a 12,000 plus value. So hopefully um, you understand that and you have understand, you definitely have understood the tales from today and the importance of contracts, not only drafting and having solid contracts for drafting, but understanding what the contracts that are presented to you, understanding what they say and your power to negotiate them. Okay. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you did, remember to hit subscribe and to stay updated, head over to buildyourowntablepodcast.com to connect with me. I'm Nakia Gray. I'll see you next time.